Hello everyone, and welcome to Stories and Deep Dives for Seekers. This is your host, Brooke. And in this episode, I'm going to be going through a little bit more of my story and maybe some of the most pivotal parts of my story where, um, and well, this is where the name of the episode comes from because I'm going to call it Waking Up to Spirit. And I know that sounds nice, but actually <laughs> I'm going to talk about some some pretty dark stuff that I experienced in Conversely, when I moved more into very intensely seeking spirit and exploring consciousness and when that all happened. And, you know, the purpose of this is to go through some of my own experiences. And this is going to be a bit of a preamble to me talking more deeply about recovery specifically and what I think about that. All right, well, I hope you enjoy it. Hey, everyone. Um, So, right now I'm actually driving. I'm going to go see my family. Um... So there's probably a fair amount of background noise, which might not be awesome, but, um, wow, that guy just cut that person off. That's great. Um, let's see here. So I was just like re-listening to some of the stuff, uh, that I did. Not, not the past two talks, but the third one I did where I went into a lot of personal stuff about my family and stuff that happened with my sister in school and having difficulty connecting with people. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, my uh, original plan here was to talk some more about, like, you know, from the last thing that I did, uh, in going through different limiting beliefs uh, that I have that I'm too sure other people might have too. So I think that what I'm going to do, instead of being too intentional about this, is maybe walk through a little bit more of my story uh, and what's happened. As I said, like this is not a particularly comfortable thing for me to do and maybe you're sick of hearing about my life I don't know you you know might be interested I don't know but uh thanks thanks anyway if you can hear me now so I think um I kind of left off with when I was talking about uh some of my story was kind of like entering high school what some of that was like And, um, so yeah, I guess I'll, I'll try to start there and see where that goes. Um, so, yeah, high school is a weird time for everyone, right? I mean, like, it's odd because, you know, 
because I'm I'm relatively introverted, or I was much more so before. I, I, I mean, I'd be lying to myself if I said that I'm not still introverted with uh, different extroverted tendencies. I mean, like, for God's sakes, like, I work in human services. Like, I talk with people for a living, but... Um, yeah, what does that say about high school? I mean, like, I, you know, was pretty busy with stuff. I, as I said, like, you know, I played sports, and I, you know, I did dance, and I really liked art a lot, um, and music, as I said, and, like, you know, singing has always been, um, such an outlet for me. I mean, but it, it wasn't always easy because I, I actually would like, I would get so overwhelmed by how much I would feel when I, I would listen to music. And this, uh, I still am like blown away, you know, to tears often by things that are just everything on the spectrum, like so sad, but so beautiful, or just all those things at once. I just feel so many things at the same time. It's actually kind of hard to describe what I'm feeling normally and uh, getting comfortable with that has actually been a big part of me feeling better about how I am. That like not everything has to have words and that's where all these different um, modes of expression come in, whether it's just like making a big mess of something on a piece of paper, you know, doodling and drawing. And, uh, I think I was much better at drawing as a child than I'm now. I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I like, I started uh, playing guitar at a young age. I mean, I played drums in the band, you know, like with a drum pad, you know. That was fun. I, um, but yeah, something that I had found hard for a long time with me, particularly with music, was like, I mean, and even still, I mean, I, I uh, although, like, I love to sing, and to this day, you know, like, I like to sing loudly and proudly, and not particularly in key, which is kind of my thing, um, which I've gotten more comfortable with, like, the messiness and spontaneity of creating which kind of echoes back to I said is like being, being vulnerable and stuff being able to like expand and grow and do more um, when you kind of like allow things to come out and be as they are but anyhow uh, yeah there were like chunks of time where I didn't like play guitar much at all because I was just like really critical about how I did it and all that kind of stuff um, but definitely more on music later so I can kind of get back to my actual like story so yeah I did, did music art um, and I really loved playing sports uh, soccer because I just you know, I was, like, really fast, and I felt like I was really strong at the time, and, 
That's not to say I had an easy time on the teams by any means. I mean, like, particularly on, like, the school team in high school. Like, the girls were just, like, awful to me. Like, like we would be scrimmaging, um, so practicing. And, like, people would be on my team and wouldn't pass the ball to me because... You know, I, I don't know why. Like, I had a clear shot on goal. Like, it was just petty stuff. I actually quit soccer in high school for about a year and did theater, which was really fun, actually, because the girls pissed me off so much. Um, but, yeah, I played on, like, some other teams, and um, that, was, that was a big thing for me. And, you know, it's like, you know, I... At the time, like, that's that's why I got into college and things. I think around, like, senior year of high school, I was just like, oh, fuck this. And, like, my grades slipped a bit. But it was too late because, like, I already got accepted into college to, like, play soccer, which is, like, pretty dope. Uh, but, um, let's see. There's definitely more to that I want to say, but I want to see if I can stay in high school for a moment. Uh, that truck is driving kind of off the road a little bit. That's horrifying. I'm going to speed up. Um, so let's see here. Anything else about high school? I mean, I, um, let's see, like, what else did I do? Um, yeah, I mean, there. And there's a lot of complicated stuff around this, but I, I guess something that sticks out to me about high school was um, that, and this is also like some like sensitive content that I'm not gonna like dig into on a graphic level, but I was harmed by somebody in a sexual way, um, I think I was a junior in high school, and there were, um, substances involved, which is another thing I'm going to get into, like, substance use, and, yeah, just all of the, like, I mean, just all of the incredible and complicated things around that. Um, and learning about myself, my own worth, and blaming myself for things and being, being ashamed. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, Yeah, it was actually, like, pretty incredible. I mean, I, uh, as I said, like, I mean, maybe a lot of us are, like, are pretty malleable and, like, vulnerable to conversion in, like, high school. But I, I just remember being convinced by that person that, um, like, I had wanted that. And that, um, you know, and, like, tried to convince me that he cared about me. And, like, 
this guy was like reasonably older than I was and I was a minor at the time so I mean it makes sense that he wouldn't want me to think that but um but anyhow yeah that I feel like that uh definitely plays into a lot of what I've had to learn and get through around um trusting myself and as I was talking about with like limiting beliefs like you know things that like that like at least at the time affirming that like the world is dangerous that you can't you can't trust people and stuff like that um right well I'm not exactly sure what I'll say about high school but like I guess like the real meat here and I think um some of the more like interesting so to speak and transformative stuff happened around college because you know as I said before I was um recruited to play soccer for college and um and just like a matter of months before you know I guess it was, yeah, I actually was recruited in junior year and then, like, senior year. I, um, I got in a really bad sports accident. And, um, I mean, I completely blew out my ACL and, like, fractured the bones in my leg. And I mean, I, I couldn't walk for a while. I mean, God knows that I am, like, determined and kind of stubborn. So, I mean, I dragged myself on my ass on the floor before wanting help with anything. Um, <laughs> and that's another thing I've had to learn about, uh, you know, how much my ability to accept help has made me much better at helping people and doing what I do today. Um, so basically, you know, like I've always been somebody where I feel like I found my my happy place my peaceful place like my home so to speak in nature as I've, as I've said before and you know things like that but you know I, I gotta say like everything about what I thought about myself and like what I believed was real and I just man being injured and not being able to move for quite a while like really turned my life on its head for the worse for a long time actually um so you know like I couldn't move I couldn't walk so you know I'm left to my own devices in my own mind and I was also prescribed uh, medications at the time, painkillers, and I definitely used those to a degree to numb what was going on. I mean, and just like the big loss of not being able to do what I love so much, like maybe never again. Um, which was play sports 
So one one big thing that stands out to me that happened. So I remember, you know, I was doing like physical therapy, but you know, I was mostly like laid up, like I could walk in. I had a friend named Kevin at the time. Um, I've been talk talk to you quite some time. But I remember he lent me a movie called Waking Life. And, man, that just blew my mind and my spirit to bits. Like, I I don't know if you've seen that movie, but it's called Waking Life. That's why I think the, is it the director or producer, Richard Linklater. It is an incredible movie, and it's... You know, if you've uh, ever just want, like, a really immersive and expansive look at the dream world and consciousness and um, how perspective is just so varying and, like, what is real or not. Like, I just, I, I really kind of catapulted into this, like, depths of darkness in my soul and like you know questioning what it is to be alive and like what what really is real and what are the bounds and capabilities of our of, well my consciousness you know at the time and wow this road is really messed up uh, <laughs> um Yeah, so I just, I mean, as I said, like, I've, I feel like I've always been a pretty creative person, but I feel like I dipped, like, at this time. So I did end up going to college, even though I was, like, you know, I just had this great trauma occur. But I still went, and, of course, like, you know, I was real messed up. I was really just in this deep, deep haze, I don't know how else to describe it, where I was, I feel like, so dissociated so much of the time, and, you know, when I was present in my life, I was really, really deeply sad and hurting, and as I said, like, still, um, self-harming but I also just would swing so intensely between this unbelievable beauty and infinity of the world and of consciousness and I would just write and write and write like writing like through the night and, and drawing and there was definitely a fair amount of um, substance use, and I mean, I've used like my prescription medications, and it's funny because I almost have this like a part of me that kind of sees this time period through rose-colored glasses in a certain way, and there's certain aspects of that, um, of that 
escape and like existing not outside of reality I mean because like what is real honestly but in this different state I just I'd never dug so deeply into things as I did then and it was interesting because it was a lot of it was kind of this like delving into theoretical you know concepts that would tangent on forever like now when I try to like read my journals at the time and there's a lot of them let me tell you oh my god <laughs> like I get dizzy just trying to like read these things and um but yeah I mean I must say like Oddly enough, I'm actually very grateful that I went through a lot of this. And I definitely had help and support along the way. I mean, like, I... There was this um, guy that I dated. Uh, and this is all in, like, my early 20s. I'm 30 now. This guy that I dated, like, bless his soul. I mean, I reached out to him a few times, and he's very kind man uh, who really introduced me to a lot of things around like spirituality and like sacred geometry and like really like ancient mysteries and like you know jumping into like how how energies work, work and you know it's just all like very fascinating uh, he was very supportive of me. Things didn't work out. I mean, really because of me, but anyhow. And there's this other um, guy that I dated. And I, we dated a couple different times. Um, I'm sure you know who you are, Matt. Uh, we're still really good friends, and we've been in and out of touch and had a very intense relationship, but I mean, I will say, I, I, uh, between Matt and, like, my mom, like, I mean, I don't know what I would have done. I'm not sure I would have made it out of this hole without them. Um, yeah, anyhow, I... I just really, like, put such a <laughs> intense, bright light inside that I think it drove me into a kind of madness, but, like, this really deep, dark, awful, but, like, also immensely beautiful madness, um, where, like, I could just, everything of, like, I didn't have, like, any boundaries either with this kind of like spiritual stuff like I would have experiences where like things would kind of reach out to me and I would hear things and I just have would have like energy sucked out of me like I didn't know how to modulate being like intuitive and sensitive um but anyhow uh I just remember you know, through using substances and just, like, swinging wildly back and forth with, like, my weight 
and uh, body image issues and all this. And I just remember one day um, I had so much of one drug and that like, and it was a stimulant too, but I just like went out cold. And so I, I would say like likely overdosed and I, you know, I thought to myself, like, okay, um, I remember thinking very clearly, hey, if you don't stop, like, you're going to die. So you either have to decide that, like, it's worth it or it's not. And it seemed pretty black and white to me. So I didn't manage to go off of what I was taking. It wasn't that just awful, like... I mean, I didn't go to rehab, I didn't ask for help, and I think my mom knew something was going on. She knew I was a wreck, I will say that, but I don't think she knew at the time exactly what I was doing, so I kind of just went through it um, on my own in that sense, and I think some friends knew, but I didn't, like, seek help for it in that way. Um... I mean, and I, I dipped back into some of that stuff uh, after, like, so I got kicked out of college because I just was a mess, and I, you know, I, you know not going to classes, and I still dream about that shit, you know? Like, I still do have dreams about, like, school and not knowing where my locker is and, like, not getting things done. It's just really something, and I just want to say... Um, Thanks for going on this ride with me. Well, I guess ride. I'm in a car. That's funny, right? I'm on the night driving. You are in my vehicle speaker. But the ride of my story, which is what I meant, scrape metaphors out of nowhere. Who knew? Um, yeah, and I, you know, I had some other experiences in college. I had another situation uh, in college where I had a non-consensual sexual encounter that, again, involved substances. So, um, between, like, those, like, different occurrences, like, you know, those really impacted me. And I feel funny saying some of this stuff out loud, because this isn't like, oh, you know, like, all this stuff happened, like, boo-boo. Like, I don't feel like... I feel compassion towards myself. I don't feel, like, bad for myself or, like, victim or anything. I just, I don't know. I guess I said I was going to run through some of my story and see what stuff comes up. So, I mean, I guess there came a point where, like, some stuff kind of stabilized and I you know, like, started to work, and then I had some other, like, instances where I kind of, like, went off, and I remember, um, because I was living at my mother's house after getting kicked out of school, and I think I still had, like, some stuff to work out, I ended up, like, running off with this guy, and being, I guess you could say homeless by choice, because I always had a place to go, but, like, I just didn't want to be there again, escaping, and this person was not a good person, um, I mean, 
he introduced me to some drugs. I remember doing, like, different, like, uh, psychedelics at the time, and, like, I wasn't well, and I just remember, like, one time, so another thing I, like, stuck to me, I was, like, on acid, and, um, he I guess very angry for some reason. I'm not really sure why. He was mad that I was talking to some other guy just casually when we were out and he got very angry and like called me all kinds of names and screaming at me. We go outside and you know, he became physical with me and I mean in such a way where I uh yeah no want to be like too explicit but in such a way where I was not able to breathe and I was I was uh I had taken LSD at the time so that I think that's also a big part of why that that stuck with me and I, I haven't taken it since not that I would want to anyway but I, I have a good reason not to right um but yeah I think that's actually around the time I like met Max. I think we had met and then like uh like gotten my number but we didn't talk but then like he had to like reach out as I was getting out of that bad situation and um yeah I mean it was just I, I don't know what I would have done without support and like him encouraging me to like do what I love and to grow and it was definitely a really important jumping off point for me. So if you're hearing this, Matt, you know I love you to death. You're like one of my best friends. Um, I mean, let's see here. I mean, I guess there um, isn't all that much since then besides I was just, you know, still just like unhappy and anxious. And I think it was really just, I mean, as I said, I'm 30 now. It's really just in the last couple of years that I've really like, done the work to be um, present and to really like level up my self-care again because like look I mean there's I mean what is recovery um, is it like stopping drugs is it holding down a job I, mean, I feel like there's a lot of rehab programs that would make you think that like recovery is just being able to do all the things and act and in the way society wants you to to be productive. I mean, but I don't define it that way at all, nor is it, like, I think defined as this beginning or ending process. It's just kind of this, <sighs> wow, it's last stop. Wow, I've been talking for a half hour. Um, it's just all the things of being human in this continual... Um, working with and really seeing your inner child and like seeing the things that hurt as they as they come up and um, it's I, I really feel like recovery is this being able to be a whole person with all of the stuff that's happened that is harmful and being able to like hold that is true and valuable and like a vital part of who you are. I mean, 
even though it's really painful. I, at least, I know for me that's been really powerful. Um, you know, just being able to tap into self-care in that way to be really honest about what's happening, compassionate with myself, and like compassionate for people who've done me wrong too. I mean, I mean, I feel like I've pointed this out before. Like, people do harm usually because they have been harmed, and. <laughs> I think being able to see that is super important. It really helps because it's not, of course, it's not about um, forgiveness for the other person. I'm sure people have heard this before. It's doing it for yourself because you want to be whole and you want to stop giving your energy, your emotion to people and things that are no longer in your life don't deserve to take up space. Um, wow, this is actually like really incredible talking about recovery because I don't think there's ever been a time where I've made this space to really like, really, really, really like look at my story and like this whole richness like without bounds, without interruption and like and see what comes up. Um, yeah, I mean, God, I mean, if I, uh, see how much more I can do here, I know it's been a while, thanks for sticking with me, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff that, um, has gone into what's felt like recovery for me and um, taking care of myself. Um, and as I said, it includes a lot of things I was saying before, like um, working with my beliefs and how they're limiting, um, practicing trust, and I know I went into trust uh, a fair amount the last time I talked. Um, let's see here. I think what I'll do is I'll take a pause here and regroup some. And um, I think in my next talk, I want to tap more into like what what things specifically that I've like, actually done to work on self-care and recovery and really trying to like, and a lot of that is through, like working through anxiety and like depression and um, yeah, like really trying to uh, change a lot of old habits learn trust in myself and uh, to tap into feeling worthy and knowing that I'm worthy and connected to everything. All right. That's good for now. I'll see y'all later.